This is Fundraising Radio, and this is our fifth educational episode today. Our guest speaker is Yev Muchnik. And in this episode, we're going to talk about top five legal documents that investors look for prior to investing in a startup. So first one we're going to cover is Certificate of Incorporation, the second bylaws, third confidentiality and IP assignments, fourth restricted stock purchase agreement, and fifth corporate resolution. So Eve, let's kick it off by you giving us some background on what Certificate of Incorporation is. Sure. So the Certificate of Incorporation is the document that shows the world that your company has been incorporated in a jurisdiction. So whenever you start a company, uh, for example, in Delaware, you go to their uh, Secretary of State and you file your Certificate of Incorporation. And that's for the show of the world. When you have incorporated who your registered agent is and um, some other basic information about the company and the amount of information, that is the only public document that you would have in Delaware. Um, So depending on how much information you need to put in there or you want to put in there, um, it has either a lot or a little, but but it just has to meet the minimum required um, information for Delaware corporations. So I think for certificate of incorporation, you should just go to Delaware websites or just Google get Delaware certificate of incorporation. That's it. So we're not going to dig into that because it's extremely simple and Google can answer everything we can. So let's move (laughs) to the next point, which is bylaws. Where do you get those in the previous episode we touched on two bylaws, but can we dig a little bit deeper into this? So it's hard to, again, to answer where to get them, but um, I think I'm going to default for all of the startup incorporation packages or incorporation documents um, you can get from Cooleygo, C-O-O-L-E-Y-G-O. And I think they have uh, one of the best sort of uh, market terms and um, generators for these, uh, these startup documents. So as a sort of as a default answer to all of the documents that we're discussing, that's where I would point you to if unless you have an attorney that you're working with who will typically have their own forms and their own um, documents that are tailored specifically for your company. But if you're just looking to do it as a do-it-yourself mechanism, then that is where I would recommend that you go. Um, so the bylaws are again in a the charter sort of of the organization, and those detail um, the kind of rights that are associated uh, for shareholders um, and certain rights and restrictions in terms of transferring and uh, and what those rights entitle to you entitle you to in that organization. It also spells out the governance provisions, um, like who the board will be and what the role of the board and any officers are of the organization. So bylaws sound really, really important, and I think they are. But who Mm -hmm. has the right to sign them? Who is defining the bylaws and what they're going to look like? Is it just the the founder? Um, So typically, yes, the founders would be appointed to the board or you would get a majority um, shareholder vote to approve the bylaws. But we're talking about uh, 
five legal documents that investors look for prior to investing so so far mm -hmm. we don't have any investors yet right but we do have a team that might have shares and who have, yep. a, have a right to vote right mm -hmm. correct got it so you could have a board that consists of the initial shareholders you could have a board you just need one person to to constitute a board in delaware Okay, so, so you can either have the board that makes the decisions or you could have a certain threshold or percentage of the shareholders that make those kind of decisions. So if you had, you know, one shareholder that holds 100% of the shares or five mm -hmm. shareholders that among them own 100%, then it would be the majority that would approve all of these initial documents. Got it. All right, now now I understand it. Now I'm not as confused as before. I don't know why it took me so long to understand it, but now I understand. So now let's move on to the third point in our discussion, which is confidentiality and IP assignments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that investors look at that. Um, it's an incredibly important document, basically that all of the intellectual property that's associated with a startup is assigned or is held or owned by the company and not by the individuals because that's where the majority of the value typically is before especially in a pre-revenue company so they look for a document that says that all of the information that has been created or that is going to be created will be owned by the company mm -hmm. got it so uh here i don't really have any questions it's either i completely misunderstood everything or i just understood it but here <laughs> to the fourth part of our discussion which is restricted stock purchase agreement mm -hmm. so the restricted stock purchase agreement as per our previous conversation um, that details the obligations of the stockholder so if you have founders you would typically, um, they would enter into an agreement like this one. And it, it, it is sort of creates a vehicle by which to keep them in the company longer because it makes them subject to a vesting schedule. So they don't, you don't want to give all of your founders the equity straight away because mm -hmm. then they can leave and go somewhere else. You are trying to incentivize them to stay in the company for as long as possible. And so that way you only give them stock incrementally, whether it vests monthly, annually, whether there's a cliff, whatever it is, but you're trying to keep them as key employees or key persons in the company for as long as possible. So here I got something that I think is an interesting question. I'm not sure if it's true, but uh, you, you, most companies, I mean, 100%, I think companies have uh, their employees, their key employees, and even founders. Uh, on the vesting schedule, and many of them have a one-year cliff, which is a standard rule uh, mm -hmm. for the entire world. So when there is a first year of this cliff, no one has any voting rights, right? So even the founder with, officially that's, shares. So that's incorrect. So with a restricted stock, you have all of the rights associated with that stock as of the date of grant. So with the options, as I was mentioning earlier, you do not have those rights until those options have vested and you exercise them. Okay, now I understand it. So you have all the rights, you just can't sell them. Yeah. 
Got well, it. no, right. we, yeah, with restricted stock, yes. I mean, there there are different transfer restrictions, but um, but you can exit. You have all of the rights of a shareholder as of the date of grant. Right. Okay. Now I understand it. And now we're moving to the last point that we're touching on. To it's corporate resolution. What is it? Yep. How how is it done? So corporate resolutions are just um, decisions that are taken on behalf of the company, either by the board or its shareholders, that um, that need to be formalized. And whether they're taken at a meeting or they're taken as written resolutions, you would typically have, upon the formation or incorporation of a company, you have an organizational consent that is um, made by the board and that lists sort of who the officers are, that lists where the principal place of business is, that lists any kind of banking authority that's given to one or multiple people. It lists the fiscal year and a number of other different kind of good housekeeping decisions for the company. Mm -hmm. So is, is, is it some, somewhat similar to, uh, uh, I forgot what's the name for that document is, but it sounds like five minute meeting or five minutes? Uh, it's a, the minutes, yeah, something like the minutes, but it's a, it's a, it's a organiza organiza organizational written consent, which um, approves actions that have already been taken in setting up the company and mm -hmm. sort of a guideline for um, kind of very basic operational uh, actions that will be taken by the company. Okay, so it's so when... So it's when the board of directors gets together after the company is already formed. So, for example, mm -hmm. when we already got maybe pre-seed investment, and now we're figuring out that figuring out that maybe now we need to make sure that our legal documents are set, and we're not going to have any problems with that. And board of directors gets together and just takes a look at all the previous legal decisions that the company made and approves them. Um, no, so you would with each set of decisions, major decisions. Um, that are made or taken by the company, like for example, accepting money into the company, that would need each, each its own individual res written resolution. Oh, so it's so, so for there are specific resolutions or specific actions that are taken by the company that need to need to have formal approval, approval, whether by just the board or by the board and the shareholders together. Okay, and that is uh, prescribed in bylaws, right? Yes, correct. Got it. So, for example, if in bylaws it says that uh, I, as a CEO, can just you know accept any investor yeah. that I want to. I don't really need to ask my co-founders or uh, the board, yeah, the board. for their approval. Got it. But corporate resolution, even if I don't need to ask my board for for an approval, I still need to have corporate resolution. No, if you have certain powers that don't need board or shareholder approval as an officer, you can take it without a written resolution. That's true. So day-to-day, -day, kind of day-to-day -day activities, mm -hmm. operational activities, unless specifically carved out in the bylaws, don't typically need a resolution. Got it. That's really interesting. And we're probably going to have to dig deeper into those topics and we might break it down to more episodes or we might extend this one we'll have to see but for now we'll wrap it up Eve. thanks a lot for okay. coming up, for taking your time on sunday uh and stay safe yeah thank you